Okay. Uh, as some of you may know, uh, what is happening right now, we're in the midst of it, well, not for much longer, tomorrow, theoretically, is the last day, um, E3 2015 is going on, and, uh, for those that are in the know, that is where most large video game announcements take place, so it's basically like a video game trade show, uh... Basically, companies like Sony, Microsoft, and a couple major publishers like EA and Ubisoft, they say what's going to happen, what, what's coming out, what's new, what's good, what's coming out in late 2015 uh, and on into 2016. Possibly, if you're Sony, you announce a bunch of stuff that's maybe going to come out in like 2017 or later, which is crazy. But they do that. Uh, so this year, there were actually more press conferences than ever before. Normally, it is just uh, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo as like major uh, console publishers and stuff like that. Uh, and then EA and Ubisoft are the two real publishers that do it. Uh, this year, for some reason that I can't really comprehend... Uh, Square Enix decided to get in on it as well, and so did Bethesda. Uh, there was, f for some reason, a PC-focused gaming one as well, which is the only one that I did not see. I didn't really look too deeply into that because I don't have a PC that can really run any games, and I, I, I don't know. I just I, I couldn't find anywhere to really watch it. Like Nowhere was really covering it in a big way. As far as I know, the only huge thing that came out of that was... Uh, what was it? Um... Oh, Killer Instinct is also coming out for PC natively, and they, they did some Windows 10 stuff, but... So I'm just going to talk about the other ones other than the PC one, and I I prepped for this. I prepped I prepped a lot. I t didn't rewatch the press conference, but I went back through and looked at what was shown, what was announced. I took some notes, lots of notes, so I'll be going through those. Just talking about what was announced and what I felt about each thing. Uh, so yeah, get right into this hotness. It's game time. Uh, so first thing that happened was on... Oh, shoot. Well, the first first thing that happened was Nintendo had a mini Nintendo Direct. It was like 20-25 minutes on Sunday, which was when the first... Well, the second Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS uh, DLC character, Lucas was supposed to come out. He is from Mother 3, or if we live in America, Earthbound 2, even though that game never came out here. Uh, he's more or less a clone of Ness, so lame, kind of. He's not that much different now, either. He's kind of the same as he was in Brawl, but he came back, and I guess that's cool for people who wanted that. But the thing that did happen, really sucked the wind out of Nintendo sales on this one, was the patch for Lucas. Uh, they accidentally put up a day early in Japan, uh, on the server, and as crazy, rabid video game fans are wont to do, someone ripped all the files out of it and found Roy from Fire Emblem, who was originally in Melee, and Ryu. And people were like, oh, well, they're probably, like, incomplete assets, and, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna mean anything. Then, someone made them playable in the game, so they had all their assets, uh was crazy and people speculated that hey yeah there's two new stages in here also and they're all going to be announced on sunday this is this was on saturday when all this unfolded and much to no one's surprise all three characters came out so did the stages i did spend 23 dollars to get them all and they are pretty cool 
Roy seems very similar to how he was in Melee, and that's whatever. Lucas seems exactly the same too, but Ryu is cool. But this is not the venue for me to talk about how cool I think it is that you can do a Hadouken motion with Ryu, and then he'll do it. He'll do an EX fireball. Basically, we're not here for that. So that was a first thing, and then there was Bethesda, which, as we, if you know anything about video games, you follow anything. Fallout Three was a very popular game, and they announced Fallout Four uh, last week, or maybe two weeks ago now. That they they announced it, and that's what they were said they were going to show. Um, I missed most of this press conference. I caught the end of it because I was having a fun party game Sunday. But uh, I, I don't know. It was cool that they did it because uh, they have a lot of games to show off now. Even if they already announced Fallout 4, Dishonored 2 got leaked, and everybody knew they were going to show Doom. It's like whatever, but it's still it was basically Fallout 4, the press conference, more or less. So they opened uh, and they showed Doom and I I don't know. I'm not I'm not big into first person shooters, so like I could really kind of care less about Doom. Um it's cool they're going to have a level a, a level editor uh and it it looks like Doom. It's super gruesome. You got all your regular Doom monsters. Some people will be very excited by this. I was not. Um they moved on to show Dishonored 2, which I also I never played Dishonored. Uh, like, first-person stealth action assassination game. Uh, it looked cool, and I think I actually got it on PlayStation Plus for free on my PS3, so I could play it if I wanted to. Uh, but whatever. It's sold a lot of copies for them, and a lot of people seem to like it, even though it had its issues. They accidentally announced Dishonored 2 uh, the day before because they were doing a rehearsal for their press conference, and oops, it was being streamed on Twitch. So that was probably a bummer for that team, getting that leaked ahead of time. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You play as a lady. She's got a grappling hook. It looks very much like Dishonored, the first one. So I don't don't really have a whole lot to say about that one. What the hell is my cat doing? Uh, And yeah, then they showed Battlecry, which they announced a while ago, and I don't... I don't know why pe- companies keep doing this. They, they're all there's all this influx of games that look like Valve's really popular game, Team Fortress Two, except this one doesn't have guns and it's all melee and like what? What are you doing? Why is that a thing? Anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't, Battle Cry. It's a video game that you'll be able to play. You don't use guns, I guess. Uh, and then they announced uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a card game with various characters, monsters, and weapons from the Elder Scrolls universe. Um, it looks kind of eerily similar to Hearthstone. It's a free-to-play card game on iPad and PC. I It looks very similar to Hearthstone. I, I don't really know how else to put it. It seems crazy that they thought it would be cool to do something that's similar to it. I mean, Hearthstone is really popular, and I guess so are free-to-play games on iPad, so good on them for doing that. I'll give it a, I'll give it a look when it does come out. Probably not as good as Hearthstone, though. And then the thing that really matters, really the only thing anyone probably cared about other than Doom, is they showed a ton of Fallout 4, and holy shit. That game is going to be 
mind-blowing. Like, Fallout 3 was cool, and you're like, wow, this is really janky, and Liam Neeson's your dad, and this gets pretty good, all the DLC was pretty good. Fallout 4 looks like it is on another level. So, here's my first note in my bullet points. This game looks insane, because it does. Like, the graphically, for an open-world game, pretty damn good. And I know there will be people who are like, oh, but it doesn't really look that good. But, like, for an open-world game where as much is going on as they have cr- seem to have crammed into this title, looks ridiculous. I, I can't... It, my mind. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Game looks ridiculous. Amazing. Awesome. And so, like, when I got home, I went back and watched a lot of this footage, but when I got home, I turned it on, and it was just like, wait, are they, like, constructing a building right now? And they were. So, like, I guess what one of the things, one of the main new features of the game is you're going to be able to, like, build settlements. So, like, you'll get items like scrap and metal and stuff, and you can, like, I don't remember if you, like, melt it down, but you can make it in materials to make a settlement. So, like, you will make your own settlement for all these fun post-apocalyptic stragglers. And it just... I I don't know. You can make whatever you want. Like, you build houses, you build a bunch of facilities, and then people will move in, and they'll level up, and you can get better facilities. But what's insane is, like, you're not building one settlement. Like, apparently you can build multiple. They didn't really describe how that works or how many you'd be able to make but you can like run trade caravans from settlement to settlement and like stuff like that that what is going on that's bananas it just adds an extra element into a game that was already like chock full of a ton of shit to do yeah i don't know i'm very excited uh it's gameplay other than that still kind of looks relatively similar uh you got vats uh, the first-person shooting seems to be a little more actual first-person shootery. Uh, in Fallout 3, you would kind of like... It's like, I'm aiming right down my crosshair, shooting this guy in the face, and he's not taking any damage. And that's because there was, like, a, a random element still, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, especially when you're like, I'm I'm shooting this guy right in the face. So it seems like they took some of that away. Uh, I don't know that for sure, though. It, it looked to be that way. Um, and so, yeah, after the settlement stuff, they showed customization of guns and armor, which also looked nuts. Like, it showed a gun on screen, and then it was being taken apart, like, individually, so, like, you could equip, like, whatever scope you want, or, like, whatever stock and barrel, and, like, that is insane in itself, because I'm sure there are going to be 800 quadrillion options for that. You can do the same thing with armor. Just like, what are you talking about? How are you guys able to support this? How can this run on current-gen consoles? How can this run on anything? You guys are insane. And it, it just looks great. You still have your dog. You follow around by a dog. Man. I'm so excited. My train of thought is slowly exploding. And so one of the other cool things that they're doing is your character is no longer a silent protagonist. Uh, he will speak. Uh, they showed a little bit of footage of that here, and they showed some more at the Microsoft press conference, but we'll get to that at a later time. Uh, so according to them, they recorded around a thousand popular names. So it's kind of, I don't know, because, like, you have a family robot that will, like, talk to you a lot, and he'll say your name. They didn't really seem to say if any other characters were going to say your name, because having every voice actor record around a thousand names is kind of like... 
holy shit, that'd be a lot of voice acting, a lot of payment on that. But even if it's just a robot, like, going around saying, like, hello, Emmanuel, that would be, like, the dopest shit ever. So cool. And, uh, they did a little bit of the plot. Uh, they showed some of the tutorial section. So, basically, it's, like, you and your family before the bomb drops and, like, suburbia and everything's all, like, that super weird color that they always have uh, in, like, older movies and stuff like that. Um, and basically you are, your robot talking, family robots there, he's cool with you, and you get to the vault, uh, as you see that stuff is popping off, and then you emerge 200 years later, I I don't, I didn't see this part, so I don't know if, uh, there was something, like, went wrong in, like, cryosleep or something, you didn't wake up, but you come out, and basically it's like you just woke up from... Uh, a long sleep and everything has gone to shit so that'll be really crazy because your guy will have definitely like a different or girl I guess will have a different perspective on uh, the way things are so like you won't be nearly as cutthroat possibly as like a lot of the people who have been in the post-apocalypse for a long time would be uh, it, it just seems really cool like it they they're going all out, man. It seems ambitious. And they made a huge point of saying, like, yeah, we didn't, like, just start working on this. Uh, basically, like, while Skyrim was in development, I think they said they were working on it, which is nuts, because it's, it's a long time. And, I mean, it looks like with all the kind of shit that they're putting in there, you would need you would need a lot of time for something like that. Uh, and what's even more insane is that it is coming out this year. Uh, in November, I believe it's the 10th, I have written down the 11th here, but I, the 10th should be a Tuesday, uh, and that's f- fucking, what do you mean it's coming out this year? This game looks insane, oh my god. And so yeah, that that ends up the Bethesda, Bethesda thing, Fallout 4 looks hype as shit. And so that was Sunday night, um, next morning around uh, noon, uh, Microsoft had their press conference. They always tend to kick things off uh, with theirs. First thing, right out of the gate, started up Halo 5 Guardians. So obviously Microsoft's going to show Halo. Uh, it looks like some Halo-ass Halo. You don't necessarily always play as Master Chief, uh, the main character of the Halo franchise. You play as Master Chief and uh, a, another Spartan called Locke. Uh, he is hunting Master Chief because a lot of people... I, I didn't play Halo 4, uh, so I, I don't know why this is happening, but people seem to think that Master Chief is like a traitor. Uh, but really, I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll find out. Spartan Locke probably ends up being the bad guy in the end, but uh, I don't know. So with that, it seems like you're always in a squad of four with either Master Chief or Locke. And uh, you just go around doing stuff like that. There will be no split-screen co-op. They didn't announce that here. They announced it at another thing. And it's because they want to keep it at a solid 60 frames a second all the time, which having split-screen rendering the same thing twice definitely cuts down on that. But uh, there will still be like online co-op, which is a bummer because I, by that point, I should have played all the other Halo games. I just started... Uh, 
on the same day as the Microsoft press conference, actually, I went out and bought a second Xbox One controller and Halo, played through Halo 1 to completion. I'm almost done with Halo 2 now, local co-op with a friend, and that's kind of a bummer because I won't be able to do that with Halo 5. We'll get all the way 1, 2, 3, 4, and then not be able to do 5, but I, it's still cool. I don't know. Halo's cool. They also showed off a new multiplayer mode for it called Warzone, which is like 12 on 12 teams, and it seems kind of like a MOBA, but not really, because like you have your enemy players and you also have your uh, AI, so like there's a bunch of AI guys and it seems like if you kill them you get experience. And you can use experience in the in the mission on these terminals where you can like buy vehicles, uh, buy new guns, things like that. It's weird. Seems cool. Kind of like a MOBA. Uh, after that, they went on to show a new IP. Uh, weirdly enough, made by Keiji Inafune, the guy, the creator of Mega Man, runs his own studio now, Concept. Uh, it's called ReCore. They kind of they just show a CG trailer because I'm I'm sure it's still in super early development. Uh, it's this girl in a desert setting, and she has this robot dog who has this like blue kind of orb at the middle of his body, which I would assume, judging by the name Recore, is a core. Uh, they find this other robot at this like ruins, and he like doesn't have anything. And they're like, "Oh, cool, a robot!" And then they get attacked by a bunch of other robot animals who all have red cores, and they, obviously because it's red, they're evil. And they, uh, the dog, like they fight, and she fights, she shoots them, and all this kind of stuff. And the dog uh, decides, like, "Oh shit, there's too many," and he just kind of like blows up. And it kills all the other enemies, and then the girl gets kind of sad, but his blue orb is there, and she puts it in the other huge robot they found, and then it like seems like it has the same memory. So I'm assuming the kind of gameplay is like, you. it's probably like an action game where you fight other stupid robots, and then it's probably got a lot of puzzle elements, like putting the core in other things to like move on, and that could be kind of cool. Uh... I don't necessarily know how well Inafune is able to make a game other than, like, a Mega Man. I, he, obviously, he's not making it. His studio is, but it's just weird. I'll have to see how that pans out. But the most exciting thing of the whole Microsoft press conference, and one of the most exciting things of all the press conferences as a whole for me, was what the head of Xbox games, Phil Spencer, announced next. So he gets on stage, and you're like, wow, what is... What is he going to announce? Is it going to be a new Xbox IP, something like that? And he just gets on stage and he says, the Xbox One is going to have backwards compatibility with Xbox 360. And, like, the crowd went apeshit, man. I went apeshit in my house. Uh, That is so cool. And the fact that they can just patch in backwards compatibility is kind of insane. Uh, so it's not, it's not out yet. Uh, there are like 18 games that you can do it with if you are in the Xbox dashboard beta, which I am not. Uh, and it should be launching sometime like near the holiday. And they said there will be a hundred titles playable by then, which if you know anything about Microsoft's track record of emulation before is it was hard for them to do on the 360. So, like, you can't play a majority of X- original Xbox games on the 360 because each game had to be emulated separately. So, like, they had to go in and do a lot of work to each game. Apparently, that is not the case with uh, Xbox. They, they or Xbox One. They didn't say this there. I heard Phil Spencer talk about it separately. Um, but I guess they are like 
emulating the 360's hardware layer, which means that it will actually run the OS. So they have to do a lot less work uh, to get the Xbox 360 games up and running. Uh, they still have to do some because they got to make sure it emulates correctly and all that. And I guess they're ha- they have issues with multi-disc games. So like multi-disc games like Metal Gear Solid 4 and like uh, RPGs like Lost Odyssey and excuse me, Blue Dragon, they can't get running. They'll probably have to do some extra work and see how that goes. Uh, But really all it takes on the part of the developer is no work. They just have to give permission for Microsoft to do it, which kind of a bummer when you think about it because a lot of publishers may not want to do that even though it would be good for Microsoft because then people could finally ditch their 360s and like it'll have party chat and you'll actually be able to record uh, gameplay and stream direct gameplay, take screenshots, get achievements right in there and everything. It's really cool. But with the how prolific HD remakes have been becoming, it's kind of sucks because I can see a lot of developers being like, no, we don't want this game to be backwards compatible because we want to put it out again. Which, this also seems to be counterintuitive to what Microsoft's been doing. Like, later on I'll talk about, uh, they're re-releasing the original Gears of War in HD. Like, I just bought the Master Chief Collection. But you'll be able to play all those games. Guaranteed you'll be able to play all of Microsoft's first-party games uh, if you have them on 360. Which, you wouldn't necessarily need to purchase them again if that was the case. Which is kind of weird, but I mean, it, it will definitely help Microsoft get a lot of Xbox 360 people to adopt the Xbox One. Because then they don't necessarily like it has the same features and more so like why wouldn't you really if you're going to keep continuing to play games it's like easy to make that jump which i think is a huge win for them like sony it seemed like in the beginning was like just pummeling them into the ground like a hundred dollars cheaper no drm all this stuff and like just getting all these like exclusives left and right and blah 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 microsoft has been coming back from that a lot and one thing that I see a lot of people saying is just like, oh, but like, console wars, man, the PS4 is so much better than the Xbox One. And like, it's so dumb when people want one or the other to fail. Because what is actually making Xbox like come back from its slump in the beginning is like, Microsoft is fucking going hard. They're trying to do as much as they possibly can, and so is Sony, and that kind of competition breeds crazy shit, which is one of the things I'll talk about during Sony's conference later, is, like, they're just going so ham. Like, there are so many things that never would have happened on either console if they weren't trying to compete so heavily, because they have to, and that... Competition in the marketplace is good, for the love of Christ. Every time I think about how people don't care about that, it makes me really angry. And so, Phil Spencer, continuing on his crazy thing after backwards compatibility, uh, oh, wait, before before I get off of that, I guess one of the ways it works is you put the disc in, and then the Xbox One will validate, and then it will download it digitally, but I they didn't say if you'll still need a disc to play, which I would assume you would, otherwise how would you not just like borrow a shit ton of people's games, download them onto your hard drive or whatever? So that's cool. So it'll actually probably read faster than off the disc, because it'll be a digital version. Yeah. 
But anyways, then they went on to the Elite controller, which this kind of leaked, but not in the insanity that it truly is. It's like a couple weeks ago, they said like, oh yeah, they're going to do an Xbox hardware revision, which is true. It's the same thing, except it's going to have a one terabyte hard drive. And they're like, oh yeah, it'll probably come with this new controller that the documents were leaked for. And the documents were basically just like a regular Xbox One controller, but with a normal uh, headphone jack, like a DualShock 4 has. So right now the Xbox One has a stupid like digital port thing, so you can't just plug in a headphone jack, so a lot of uh, headsets don't work. You have to like buy some $20 adapter, which is insane bullshit, because I can't use my headset or whatever. Even though it doesn't really matter for streaming, because I can... Uh I can uh, just use it on my PC to stream my voice audio, so that's whatever. But this controller is much more than that. It seems fucking insane. And what's even more insane is they didn't announce the price during this, they announced it later. It's going to be like 140 bucks, which, I mean, for all it has, I guess 140 bucks is like a reasonable price, but I don't know that I'll pay it. So, like, it looks like a regular Xbox One controller, except where the D-pad is is like this weird, like, disco ball looking groove um and i guess you can like change out all the parts like you can take out that d-pad put in like a real ass d-pad like if you're way into fighting games you can change the buttons you can change the analog stick it does have that headphone jack regular headphone jack which is sweet uh one of the crazy things though is on the back of the controller there are like four extra places you can put buttons they look kind of like weird extra little triggers that would be like really good for shifting and like a racing sim or like if your game just needs more buttons for easy access to stuff like that'd be cool to have those and you can take them out put on different kinds of buttons uh you can remap all the buttons on the controller to whatever you need them to be so like if you're way into doing that kind of stuff to like make first person shooters super customizable for you you can do that and like that that's really cool 140 dollars fucking steep ass price but I mean, they're trying, man. Shit's getting real. They're doing as much as they possibly can. And that's, uh, I'm, I am into that. And then for some reason, uh, they showed Fallout 4. Uh, well, not for some reason. I mean, it makes sense why, when you think about it. But they showed a little bit of gameplay. Uh, still got vats and all that, just as it did before. They didn't say it out loud, but they showed it in, like, a kind of label on the screen. So I I don't know if this is true or if they meant to say this at all, but apparently Fallout 3 will be coming free with Fallout 4 on the Xbox One. I take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if that's actually true. Just set it on the screen. The main reason they brought Fallout 4 out, though, was because they announced uh, that you will be able to use mods on the Xbox One just as you would on PC, and that's, that's crazy. I don't know how that's going to work, but... Uh, apparently, apparently it is going to work. Uh, search me. That's cool for people who like mods. And I mean, on the Xbox One, you can definitely still play it, whereas, like, on my PC, would never be able to run Fallout 4. It would probably blow up. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to get Fallout 4 on PS4 anyways, just because I would rather play it on my PS4 than my Xbox One, but that's cool. Uh, next up, they showed Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. Which, last year, Garden Warfare 1 came out. It's basically like Plants vs. Zombies, uh, but like a deathmatch kind of first-person, well, third-person shooter game uh, where you either play as the plants or the zombies. That's whatever. 
uh, this time the zombies have taken over, so the plants are on the attack, there's new classes, there's one that looked like a fucking weird, like, mech orange, like, transformed, it seemed pretty cool. I don't know, I don't... The original game didn't really grab me, uh, so I'm sure this one won't either, but it's cool for people who like that. And then, for God knows why, they dropped a car from the ceiling onto the stage where all the speakers had been, and were like, hey, Forza 6, and we're partnering with Ford because something about the GT, and so they brought the GT down, and then they brought it right back up. Why would you do that? That seems so stupid. Why would you bring a car onto the stage in the first place? No one gives a shit. It's dumb. And then they were just like, hey, Forza 6, and then it looks like a Forza game. Cars look really cool, and they super good graphics. I don't know, maybe it'll be better than Forza 5, more fully featured. Time will tell on that. And then another leak that had happened, which is kind of a bummer, because I would have been more excited about it uh, if it had just been right at E3. Dark Souls 3 is coming out. It's not exclusive to Xbox or anything, they just wanted to show it on their stage. Dark Souls 3 does exist. What's extra cool is that, unlike Dark Souls 2, Miyazaki will be heading it again, just as he headed Bloodborne. Uh, so I have faith in that. Um, it was a CG trailer, literally showed no gameplay at all, just CG. It'll apparently be coming in early 2016, which I assume means it'll be like Bloodborne, where it'll come out in like February on uh, all three of them, maybe PC a couple weeks later. Uh, the one thing I noticed about the trailer was there was a monster that looked like the Giant King, or like one of the giants, uh, those like weird faceless giants from Dark Souls 2, so maybe it'll be about the time when the giants roamed, uh, who can say? Uh, and I did see something else that they, because obviously they didn't talk about it at all, they just said it's coming out, it's supposed to be more like focusing on less types of areas and like bigger, cool, interactable areas, which is exciting because that seems like it's harkening more back to Dark Souls 1 as opposed to Dark Souls 2 where it like it wasn't really an interconnected world like it was just kind of just a bunch of mishmash of weirdness that's cool Dark Souls 3 people are hype about that I believe there is also a gameplay demo uh, it, I know it is being demoed on the, on the show floor at E3 but I do not know if there are any videos of it hopefully there are so we can see if it's any different or what it's like that'd be really cool uh, next, they showed Gigantic, which is a weird player versus enemy, like, co-op free-to-play game that's coming out for Windows 10 and Xbox One. They, like, showed the classes and were like, free-to-play, it's on Windows 10. Then I continue to not care about most free-to-play games. Uh, then, which is really cool, they got a indie developer, uh, on stage. I can't think of the developer's name right now, sorry. Uh, but they're the people that made Gone Home. Uh, and they showed their new game, Tacoma, which is uh, where you like kind of explore a space station. F- Gone Home was basically a game where you are a girl and you explore uh, your old family home after coming home after a long time away. Uh, and you just like look at all the stuff and try to figure out where your family actually went to. It's cool. Um, and Tacoma should be cool too. Uh, then they showed Cuphead, which they had shown footage of the previous year, and it looked crazy. And it is crazy. Uh, it looks like a 1930s cartoon, but like you're playing it. 
And people were like, that can't be like that. Like, it can't look like that. They showed an actual, like, they showed a real trailer. It looks like that, which is super cool. They did not put it, they didn't show a release date, which I was hoping for. Uh, I'm hoping this year, but maybe not because of how crazy it looks. You play as Cuphead and Mugman. It looks like you can do uh, co-op, local co-op, possibly online co-op. And it's kind of like a weird, like, platforming shooter, like Mega Man or Contra. Like, he's got his little gun and he shoots. Same thing with Mugman. And it it just looks really cool. It looks like you're playing a 1930s cartoon. And that's that's interesting. You... I guess Cuphead made a deal with the devil, and, like, now he has to do the devil's bidding, so, like, you might be a bad guy, maybe you fight the devil at the end, who, who can say, it looks, it looks crazy, they got the developer to come out on stage, talk about it a little, he seemed super psyched, same as his brother, I think, yeah, I think it was his brother. Then uh, they decided that they were going to announce that there will basically be an equivalent of Steam Early Access on the Xbox One, which, for those that don't know, Early Access is essentially a place for developers to put out their unfinished games on Steam, have people pay for them to like gauge interest and continue to fund development, uh, theoretically take um, feedback from gamers, which doesn't necessarily always happen, and these games don't always come through, so, uh, this is cool in a way, but I think it's also terrible for a console market, um, because a lot of people who are just going to be, like, on a console aren't going to be the kind of people who are, like, want to get in on the development of a game, want to get in on the ground floor and watch as it develops, I feel like there's going to be a lot of miscommunication and people aren't going to understand what's going on or people just aren't going to understand what this is and not care at all. So they got they got the guy who made Daisy, which is like the number one early access game. It's like constantly a number one seller on Steam. It's a weird survival game that technically has no purpose. They got him up there and were like, hey, Daisy's coming to it eventually. But I'm also making this new game called Ion, which is basically like Daisy in space. And that'll be coming to... I, I don't remember what their program is called. I'm just because I'm going to keep saying early access. Okay, it's coming to this. That's cool. And we're going to have, like... And then they were like, we're going to hand curate games to come to this platform. Uh, after the show today, like, Elite Dangerous will be up now. And I think that's probably one of the safest things they could have done. Because Elite Dangerous is, like, a, a cool space sim that is, like, nearing completion. Like, they're actually going to finish it. And it it seems like a cool game. And that's good for those guys that that gets up there. It just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that, like, makes sense on a console. I, I I don't know. And it just is perpetuating that thing that, like, games are coming out not finished. And it's... They might never be finished. You get burned out uh, before you even play the full final retail release of the game. Sometimes you forget that, like, oh, yeah, I did buy this game and it's coming out. It just... It's a weird thing. You gotta be really careful with what you buy. And I... Yeah, I don't know. And then, to everyone's surprise, except not mine, because I saw this leaked earlier on uh, Kotaku, they brought Rare on stage, and the rumor for a long time was that they were going to announce Banjo 3, which would have made me lose my brain. Uh, They did not, but they did announce a Rare Replay collection, which is a collection of 30 Rare games that will cost $30 and is coming out on August 4th. That's dope. I'm very excited. Uh, 
One thing I didn't get is it's 30 games, and they said it was going to have 10,000 gamer score. So what doesn't make sense is, like, old Xbox Live Arcade games used to have 250 gamer score, and, like, now every game has 1,000. But you can't divide 10,000 into anything, like, evenly with 30 games. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, or if it's going to have more than that. It makes no sense. Or if some games are going to have less achievements than others. Whatever. Achievements are stupid anyways. It doesn't matter. But I I was just thinking about that. I was like, you, you can't divide this in a way that makes sense unless games have, like, decimal points in their score, which they can't do. But it, it is it is loaded. 30 games, man. I am so hyped because I will be able to play Viva Pinata and Viva Pinata 2 on my Xbox One, and I already own Viva Pinata 2, so technically I should be able to play it on my Xbox One with backwards compatibility, but who cares? I want new Chivos, new achievements with my Viva Pinata. So we got Viva Pinata 1 and 2, the HD re-release of Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. They've got original Battletoads, the Battletoads arcade game, Blast Core. From the N64, the game where you play as, like, the giant wrecking crew robot and, like, the bulldozers and you, like, bulldoze all the shit as fast as you can. So fun. That'll be coming. Killer Instinct, the original for SNES, I believe. Uh, maybe the arcade version, which would be even doper. Uh, Killer Instinct 2 slash gold. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I did, what other games? Oh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts! Yes! And just, like, a bunch of games that they had put out, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, like, platformy type stuff. Oh, Jet Force Gemini, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero. It is a sick package for $30, and it comes out in, like, two months. So hyped for that. I can't wait. And then after that, they did not announce Banjo 3, still. The dream is dead. I don't think they're ever going to release a third Banjo-Kazooie game, which is kind of a bummer. But they are making a new IP, which I always like when companies who are known for something are able to make a new IP. It's cool. It doesn't stagnate. It's called Sea of Thieves. And I like pirates a lot. I like the anime One Piece. But other than that, I just like pirates in general. I think they're cool. Like the concept of like pillaging and finding treasure and the vast mimates and all that kind of shit. Pirate speak is great. Parrots are great too. Uh, this is basically like my one of my dream games. Theoretically, if it actually comes to fruition the way it seems like it's going to, it is essentially they didn't say that it is this or not, but it looks this way to basically be like a pirate MMO. Um, I. You are a pirate, and it's you take place in a world with a bunch of other pirates, and you look for treasure, you can f- f- have boat battles, you can get your crew and make people walk the plank. They, they made a dude walk the plank in the trailer. It's pretty sweet. And, like, it was just a trailer, and it looked like it was in-engine with gameplay. Uh, and that's cool. Uh, I hope that they show a live demo on the floor, and that there's more video of this, or at least, like, someone talks to them, and they are allowed to say more about what this game is about, but it seems really cool. Like, a fucking pirate game, like, MMO multiplayer game, where I, like, make my own sweet-ass pirate crew, I am in on that. I'm very much in if this game comes to fruition. I'll buy it regardless. I'm excited for Sea of Thieves, and I'm glad that Rare is able to make a new game. Uh, Next up, they showed Fable Legends, which they showed, like, the previous two years as, like, a weird free-to-play game... Maybe it'll come out, maybe it won't. Looks like Fable 
I yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if this is the one they showed last year that looked kind of like a shitty MOBA. They didn't really show any gameplay this year. They just showed a CG trailer. It was like, well, like, sure, I guess. That's uh, something you could do if you wanted to do that. N- and then next up, oh, my God. I, I can't even fully describe this. This is just like... You're gonna have to go if you want to. If you think this sounds cool, you're gonna have to watch this. I'm sure. I'm sure you could just look up Microsoft Hololens E3 2015 demo, and there will be all kinds of videos of just this cutout. So Hololens, Microsoft announced uh, probably like I don't remember if it was last year or year before, is like this basically like their hologram technology, and you think about that and you're like hologram who gives a shit I mean holograms are cool but like what use is this going to have so they start off by basically projecting uh Minecraft onto the wall so this is their whole Minecraft part cuz Microsoft owns Minecraft which the studio I always thought was called Mojang but literally everyone on stage said Mo Yang like a 100 times and I don't know if that's accurate or what but the, anyways they they showed Minecraft and they projected onto the wall and you're like wow who gives a fuck i don't want to play video games on my wall and then they were like oh but like let's what would happen if we like brought it over here onto this table and so i I don't know how they did the camera thing because hololens is basically like a uh like a visor like a vr headset that like you look at and you see like the holograms through that uh and they had the camera set up some way so that we could see what this guy was seeing who had hololens on and as long as this isn't, like, some elaborate setup of smoke and mirrors, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. And I don't understand how it will relate to playing video games. It doesn't seem like it would be able to, really. But this shit is so cool anyways. So on the table, and then, like, it's just, like, Minecraft is on the table, and he, like, uses his hands to, like, pull up the world. And you can, like, see his Minecraft world in, like, a 3D view. And he is, like pulling it back so he can, like, look inside specific areas of this house that's built on there. He can, like, make it so that you can see underground, even if you haven't explored there and all this stuff. He can call down lightning, and just, like, it it is maddening to, like, see this and be like, how is that even possible? And what I I think is even more crazy is there's probably no way that this is going to be, like, an affordable retail product. Like, it seems like the kind of thing that would be like, this is like $2,000 or more. But they they didn't give any kind of price. Just like, we're constantly working here at Mojang. With meh, meh, meh. It, it just seems like really cool technology. And like I said, I have no idea how you'd be able to play a video game with that. That seems stupid. But uh, another thing I heard was at the Halo demos they were giving, the Halo 5 Guardians demos, they had people put on HoloLens beforehand. And they were like, okay, go to the waypoint. And like game journalists would like see a waypoint down the hallway and just be like holy shit and they would get to the waypoint and it would like give them instructions as to where to go next and stuff and like that sounds so dope i don't know how that works at all but it sounds so cool i want to try hololens i want to try it so bad and then it was less impressive when afterwards they had epic come out and be like hey surprise we're making that HD re-release of Gears of War 1 that had been leaked like eight months ago because everyone in the beta program doesn't know how to keep a secret or understand what an NDA is. And so that is coming out on August 25th. I would have much preferred if it was a collection like the Master Chief collection, like, hey, this is the Marcus Phoenix Chainsaw and Action collection, Gears of War 1, 2, 3, and then maybe Judgment, even though it sucked ass. 
And so you're like, this is it. This is really what the fuck you've Epic's been working on for Microsoft. But then they went on to show Gears of War 4, or as I like to call it, Gears of 4, which should be the title. Um, it looked really cool graphically. Uh, it was a new guy and a girl. Uh, shit was real. The environment seemed real fucked. Like, there was this, like, lightning tornado that kind of came and went in, like, three seconds. So I don't know if, like, the atmosphere of the planet is destroyed now or what. Uh, there were weird new monsters. They didn't look like the locusts from Gears of War. They just looked like a different thing. And they basically just showed that to be like, hey, yeah, Gears of War. We in there. We're still making it. I hope it's good. I mean, I, they shouldn't have made Judgment. They should have stopped the Gears of War 3 and then let them make a new IP or just stop making Gears of War. Because Epic really isn't a game developer. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, I'm wrong on this. Because Microsoft bought the Gears of War IP, I don't think Epic is actually working on this. I think they're, I think it's Black Tusk Studio? Yes, Black Tusk. And I, so yeah, I guess it'll be their first Gears of War game. Maybe it'll be like how Microsoft made 343 Studios to continue on with Halo. Maybe it'll be super dope. I don't know. We'll find out. And that was all they had at Microsoft. It was cool, but, uh, backwards compatibility is insane. I can't believe that's a thing that's happening and then a couple hours later ea did their thing which last year's ea press conference was a complete shit show because they had almost nothing to show for any game or anything that was coming out that year uh th this one they did a bit better they started off a little bit strong showed a teaser for the new mass effect game which will be called mass effect andromeda Obviously, it's not going to come out for a long time. They said holiday 2016, and I don't even believe that, but whatever. It seems cool. Um, there's a lot of Western-themed music uh, in it, and uh, it seemed like the dude had like a bandana, even though it might have just been his collar. Uh, so it's like apparently the Andromeda Galaxy had not really been explored, and it's like the Wild West, and you got to go out and colonize, do all kinds of fun stuff. And then, for some reason, at the end, they showed the Mako returning, which... Why is that a good teaser? Driving the Mako in Mass Effect 1 was like a waking hell nightmare, and it was terrible. Mining for resources on that thing was a shit show. Teasing that that's coming back is not cool, and in fact makes me much more weary about this game. But apparently EA didn't do focus testing. I had no idea. And then uh, they went on for Need for Speed. So I don't remember if they announced this was happening or they leaked it. They, they might have announced it. That they're rebooting Need for Speed because they, they didn't make a Need for Speed game last year, which is like the first time in a long amount of time that they hadn't had a Need for Speed game coming out. Uh, and they apparently this is a reboot. It's just called Need for Speed. I don't know. You don't need to reboot it. It's not a universe. It doesn't make any sense why you would just name it Need for Speed again. It just makes it kind of confusing. But... It is basically going back to Need for Speed Underground. You are a street racer, racing for that sweet cred and rep against other street racers in an open world. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Underground. Like, it's at night, always, and there's, like, the sweet neon light underglow and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I was expecting this game... Like, I, Need for Speed Underground 2 is probably my favorite Need for Speed game. Like, I loved that game. I played it for so long... And it's so many hours. I had the PC version. Um, 
but yeah, I really liked Underground, and when they announced that this was basically going to be like Underground, I was like, please don't fuck this up, please don't, because EA has a horrible track record for running games into the ground or like bringing things back and making them super exploitative and all kinds of bullshit. This game actually looks really, really cool. Uh, they started off the demo by showing uh, the customization, which I'm not a big car guy. I could usually care less. Give me a car. I'll drive it, we'll get in there, racing games are fun, but I don't really care about, like, the car porny aspect of it, um, but the, the amount of points of articulation and things for customization is insane, like, you can get specific rims from a specific manufacturer, like, specific spoiler, windshield, uh, wheels, like, all kinds of stuff, and, like, you can make the car look however the fuck you want, and it's so cool, I'm very excited, uh, and they brought back the finally- the FMV, the real people talking in cinematic form, and they take it so seriously that it's actually funny. Like, I I like it when their FMV is serious because they don't know how terrible and funny it is. Seems pretty great. The game overall seems really cool. I'm, I'm glad that it seems like they're doing a good job. I don't remember if this is coming out this year. I think it is. Probably November, because that's when every game is coming out. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. And then we had The Old Republic. So, as everyone knows, uh, EA funneled almost uh, tons and tons of money into this MMO, hoping like, hey, hey, it's Star Wars, people like Star Wars, they'll pay $15 a month for this MMO, without really thinking about how MMOs have kind of gone in the shitter. And the only one that ever ends up staying afloat is World of Warcraft, because it already has the the fans and all that kind of stuff so it's free to play now and they're basically now still like i guess it's doing pretty well for us that it's free to play but oh please god we need more people to play it's free and so they're putting out a new expansion i guess even though it's free uh it's called the knights of the fallen empire be coming to the game on October 27th. They showed a really cool CG trailer. It's probably the best thing to come out of the Old Republic for me was a CG trailer. The CG trailers, like the first one, still so dope, where all the Sith come out of the thing and then like slaughter everyone in the Jedi Temple. It's really cool. Uh, this one has like these two twin brothers. One seems like he's good. One seems like he's evil, and then they kind of clash. And I, I assume because they say they're it's like they're going back to the old Bioware storytelling uh, type style that uh, this is their way of saying, hey, come play our game. It's like the old ones. It got me to download the game. And then I played it for an hour and was like, oh, right, it's an MMO. I don't like MMOs. So then I stopped. And then they showed a new IP, which is very uncharacteristic for EA. It's called Unravel. You play as this little red yarn dude named Yarny. uh, And he... It's basically like a platformer, uh, and it looks super weird, like photorealistic, like the graphics look crazy. You should check out the trailer for Unravel. Um, the dude who was presenting it, he f- he seems so passionate about the game, and like he was talking about how he got the idea by taking, like he made this little yarn dude, and like talking about the threads of life and how they bring us together. He started by like taking photos of him in the wilderness, and he opened up his pocket and took out the little yarn dude. And, oh, man, I felt so bad. He was, like, shaking, like, super shaking as he was talking about it. And, I mean, it's got to be super cool to, like, get up there and, like, this is my indie game, man. 
our studio's like 14 people we're making this game and i'm on here on the ea stage like i'm really bad at public speaking but like seeing that kind of stuff when you think about like oh yeah not all these guys have done that before and like these indie people it's got to be super nerve-wracking it was kind of cool to see a little bit of humanity in EA's otherwise, like, we need a billion dollars kind of press conference. Uh, they went on to show Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, even though it was already a Microsoft's conference thing, and it, I don't know, this game is not for me. It showed it as a single-player mode, who cares, I guess. And, and the, the Plants vs. Zombies 2 Garden Warfare is kind of where the conference started to die for me. And I felt like it became an awful sleep-inducing train wreck. Because then they showed NHL 2016. And you're like, okay, cool. They got their weird draft mode and that that's cool. And then, then they showed NBA Live 16. And I was just like, why? They brought out some fake dude named Hoop God. And he was just like, yo, I'm the Hoop God. And like trying to be cool. And it was just terrible. And they brought out the Game Face HD thing, which Game Face is EA's technology where you like, take a picture of your face with the camera and it puts it in the game as the player and it looks like a horrific monstrosity. They're like, oh, but this time it's Game Face HD, so it's like twice as dope. And it's not because it was totally faked. And I don't know if they thought about this or if they're just that stupid that they think people will believe this. So they have Hoop God take his picture. And his face is in there, and they show it up on the screen, which I'm pretty sure it was just a screenshot. And it was like, yeah, we got a... Uh, I don't remember. You'll have to look at the photos. But there was, we'll say it was like 25% battery, right? So then he's like, okay, well, we send it in, and we're waiting for it to come back. And then they put up a picture on the screen of what it would look like for Hoop God to be in NBA Live. And... He made it seem like he was waiting a little bit for it to be sent to the server. And people took the picture that came up on the screen. No shit. It was a different picture because the you look at the battery life of the phone and the phone had been charged quite a bit in that like minute time frame. So that was a bunch of bullshit and I can't believe they thought they would get away with that. People on the internet will pick that kind of stuff apart. Mind-blowing. And then, much to everyone's joy, they switched over to mobile games, which no one watching E3 gives a fuck about, but I guess they're also doing it for their investors, so that's cool. I, I, I don't know, man. And they talked about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which seems like a weird free-to-play Star Wars game. And then they talked about a Minions game, which are like the Minions from the Despicable Me movie franchise. You, like, build a beach resort, I don't fucking know then to top off the shit show that is the EA press conference they showed fifa 16 and you're like okay yeah sure fifa people really like fifa people really like soccer outside of the u.s all all the stuff they brought pele okay he's basically like the world's best soccer player everybody knows that pele's cool he's it's great so this is a video game press conference and like I said earlier, I understand why they showed the mobile games because mainly this is for investors, but it's also to show off to like hardcore game fans who are going to watch these streams. So why the fuck would you get Pele to come out? Why would you pay Pele for this to come out? And talk about how, like, oh, remember how I made soccer and, like, it was so beautiful and I was the one who coined the phrase the beautiful game and blah, 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 FIFA 16, the beautiful game. And it's just, oh, my God, and he talked for so long and told these stories and he could barely understand them. Why would you pay for this? Why would you give a time slot to this? 
holy shit it's so dumb and so yeah it's called fifa 16 play beautifully and it looks exactly the same as it did before except now it's got 16 at the end oh my god why would you bring pele out i was and then apparently they knew like wow people really probably were upset by that if they're not super into soccer which no one watching this press conference cares about this then they showed mirror's edge catalyst which seems cool it is a prequel to mirror's edge which for those of you who do not know it was a like first person parkour game and uh it's still a first person parkour game it's the origin story of the main character Faye. it's coming out february 23rd 2016 which is cool that game will be cool and then they were like well we showed you this cool thing we gotta fuck it up now so then they showed madden 16 and something about catching the catching is better isn't the catching better every year isn't that the point of your fucking game is to make it better every year oh my god madden sucks there's a new draft system and then finally for the love of christ they showed what everyone wanted which was star wars battlefront they showed gameplay footage and it made me less upset about the entirety of the rest of it because battlefront looks so fucking hype so hype it showed like the battle of hoth and all the snow and like everybody dying and all the oh my god the x-wings flying over and the tie fighters is so cool and then they showed it was going back and forth between the empire and the rebels and it showed a guy piloting an atat even though they said you weren't gonna be able to do that previously which is really cool and then they showed a snow speeder a guy controlling the snow speeder take it down so so sweet i mean realistically it is just battlefield with a star wars skin but i do not care because of how much i love star wars and it looks like they're actually trying to make it cool and nostalgic for fans so cool and i have been talking a lot about each of these games so with ubisoft now i'm going to try to go a little bit faster uh, i might not be able to though because I, I get excited about these things uh so the first thing they showed was a new south park game which i don't think anyone was expecting at all because of how the original south park game went through like development hell where it took them forever because Matt Stone and Trey Parker are used to being able to like start something from scratch and like start over, which you cannot really do with video games. It takes a long time. Uh, and then THQ went out of business. Ubisoft picked it up, put out South Park to Stick of Truth. But apparently Matt Stone and Trey Parker said now they know how it works. They want to try it again. So we got South Park, the fractured butthole. So South Park, the fractured butthole. Very exciting. Uh, instead of like a Lord of the Rings medieval uh, feel, it is uh, superheroes. Um, it looks like it's running on the exact same engine. Uh, should be like the same gameplay. They seem to say they were going to try to make it a little bit more action oriented, uh, even though like uh, RPG mechanics are fine, it's super basic. But people really like that game. I have not played The Stick of Truth. I would like to. I'll get around to it eventually. I guess the purpose, though, is more, just as is common with superheroes, getting into the origin story. So, in The Stick of Truth, you play it as, like, the new kid, and it's your custom-created character. Apparently, this is all about getting into the origin story of the new kid, so it's going to flesh out your player character a lot, and that's cool. Uh, They then went on to announce a new IP called For Honor, which looks like a third-person action, uh, like, multiplayer game where... 
it like takes place over different eras because there's like Vikings, medieval knights, and samurai. And I, I got so excited, and I was watching this with my friend Nukio, and he got ex- equally excited. Um, so like when you're fighting player versus player, it looks like it takes a lot of deep strategy, and like you got to parry their sword blows, and like all this kind of stuff, and it looks super complex. And then you fight the AI guys that are with them, and it's like fucking Dynasty Warriors. Like it just shows the guy running up and like fucking going ham, doing like an eight hit sword combo, and then they just drop dead. And it was like, yes, this game, I'm ready. They're doing a beta at some point, so I'll probably try to get into that. I should actually write a note here for myself to sign up for that beta, because I want to do that. Uh, Then they showed The Crew DLC, which was their open-world racing game that came out uh, last year. Kind of not well-received, seemed to be bad. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's called uh, The Crew Wild Run. Excuse me. And it basically looks like dirt, so it's like rally racing and like in the wilderness, lots of dirt and mud and dirt bikes. I don't know. It could be cool. I don't know. It didn't play the crew. Hopefully it adds a lot to that game that seemed pretty, excuse me, man, burping, lacking otherwise. Then they showed The Division, which was announced many years ago. It's probably like three years ago now. I think it was the same one they announced Watch Dogs at. And it it looks like it's basically, like, theoretically, like, Destiny, but third person and in modern day. Um, and they, they, I guess they were just showing this gameplay to be like, hey, yeah, our game still exists. <laughs> it showed these players, a group of people, go into an area called the Dark Zone, which is a combination of, like, there are other players in there and enemies. And if you kill the enemies, uh, you can get the loot. Uh, and the other player characters can kill you to steal your loot. So, like, in in this demo they showed, it was, like, the most staged, played-out thing I've ever seen. It was basically, like, uh, the group of three people were like, okay, we killed these guys, but now there's player characters, and they helped them take out the enemies, so they all got loot. And at the end, you have to get extracted so you can actually get the loot, because all the loot in the area is contaminated because it's the Dark Zone. And they, uh... They get the loot or whatever the fuck. And then at the end, the people that met them betrayed them, or they betrayed them, so they were trying to get all the loot. And then one of the players on the team that won, like, betrays them and then kills them and then gets all the loot. And it's like, that's nothing's ever going to play out like that. That seems stupid. It's coming out March 8th, 2016. They're really trying to show that this is a game that is going to exist. Get ready. And then... My least favorite part of the press conference, which is saying a lot, because, I mean, like, the, theirs is way better than EA's. Like, at least they didn't fucking bring out Pele, have him talk for, like, what felt like a thousand years, and, like, just talk about all the stuff, didn't care. They they really kept it moving, game, game, game. And they, they talked about Just Dance 2016, which is another thing I understand. Just Dance makes Ubisoft a fuckload of money. Makes them a lot of money. So they brought out Just Dance 2016, and they had Jason Derulo sing live his new terrible single. I don't remember what it is. And, like, he is not good live. He sounded like shit. It was in, it was bananas how bad he sounded live. And what I thought was even weirder was they didn't have him play Just Dance 2016. Or they just, like, had him there. I don't know. The new thing is there's, obviously, there will be newer tracks in it. Uh, but you can use your phone as a controller instead of, like, a Wiimote or whatever, or a motion controller. You can use your phone, so it'll be more easily accessible, spend less money that way. 
Um, and that went on for not very long, so it wasn't super painful. Uh, then they showed Rainbow Six Siege, which they showed last year. They announced last year. It is uh, looking sweet. Uh, apparently it has single player and uh, player versus enemy co-op. And it is still the same type of thing. Like It is basically like people have a hold up in an area and they have hostages or like they've planted a bomb and you are going in well depending on which team you're on but they showed the pve so i assume that's you like always defusing the bomb or like saving the people they was like a squad going in and disarming the bomb and like it's still cool because you can like blow up any surface with like charges and get through that way and uh, it it just seems really cool and it is coming out in the fall so i'm excited to see where that goes but they've they've showed a lot of gameplay of that already and uh i don't know then for some reason they're bringing trackmania to consoles which like the whole purpose of trackmania is for people on pc to run a crazy server and put whatever kind of music they want and like choose the tracks so i don't really know how this is going to work it looks like there are new tile sets the whole main thing of trackmania is like it's all time trials so it's basically just people building tracks with specific tile sets so they put out a new couple new tile sets so i guess we'll see how that turns out um yeah the new Assassin's Creed game was leaked like three days after the last one came out, Assassin's Creed Unity. They're finally showing it. This one is called Assassin's Creed Syndicate. You play as a group of twins, a guy and a girl. Uh, for some reason, they showed a CD, CG trailer of just the guy. Uh, it takes place in Victorian England, which seems like a cool setting. He has a cane sword. I don't know. But after the sh- after how terrible Unity was and how broken it was... I really don't want to think this game is cool, and I don't want to buy it. But, I mean, Victorian England is cool. They showed no gameplay, which I think is fucking insane. Because, like, if your last game was so broken, you have to prove to people that this one is going to be okay. Or, like, that the gameplay is going to be, like, different in a meaningful way. They showed nothing. So I have no idea how to feel about Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and it's especially disconcerting when the game should theoretically come out in November, because you put it out yearly, so you gotta fucking have anything done by now, because we know you're not building the whole goddamn game in, like, three months. Yikes. And then the final thing they showed, I I didn't understand at all. They made it seem like, and now we're announcing this game that has been gone for a long time that we're bringing back... And it's Ghost Recon. It's called Ghost Recon Wildlands. And I I guess I don't understand why it's a Ghost Recon game. Like, in my memory, Ghost Recon is basically, like, super covert ops shit that, like, is mainly, like, stealth-based. And this is not. It's not not really stealth-based. Or at least it didn't seem like it. And it just showed a lot of cocaine, and apparently they're taking down drug lords. It looked a lot like Far Cry, to be quite honest, and I, I know Far Cry does really successful, does really does really well for them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It could be cool. Looks like it's an open world cocaine game. I don't know. There's a lot of cocaine and blood in the trailer, so go check that out, I guess. And then we come to Sony which, as I was talking about earlier, it just, like, they're fucking going for it. 
they're going for it. Like, I feel like this is the year where, a couple years ago, they had, uh, like, they showed Final Fantasy Versus 13 was rebranded as Final Fantasy 15. They showed Kingdom Hearts and a couple other things, and, like, people in the audience, like, were screaming and, like, fainting, and, like, I, everybody seemed like it was, like, holy shit, the second coming of Christ is happening. Um, Sony was trying to top that this year. I don't necessarily know that they did. I didn't hear as much screaming, but the internet certainly blew up. First thing they showed, first thing they opened the goddamn show with, is The Last Guardian. And so for anyone who has been following this or whatever, this is a huge deal. The team that made Ico and the Shadow of the Colossus are like well known. Like those are two great games. And they announced Last Guardian, which was supposed to be for PS3. It was supposed to theoretically show like, oh, this is the power of the PS3, this is what next gen gaming is like. And it, it never came back. Uh, after that initial year, which I believe was the same year that they showed Final Fantasy Versus thirteen, uh, and it went through some kind of development hell, because uh, now it's on PS4, but first thing that comes up, directed by Fumito Ueda, and it was just like, you gotta be shitting me, they're opening the show with The Last Guardian, like, crazy people every year, like me, will just be like, they're gonna show The Last Guardian this year, this is gonna be it, they're gonna do it. But this year, it actually happened. And this was, if they didn't show it this year, I was giving up all hope, thinking this game was never coming out. So they showed it in gameplay, running on a PS4. And, like, the whole concept of it is supposed to be, like, you are this little kid, and you're friends with this guardian, which is theoretically, a, people keep calling it a griffin that I see online, but it looks more like a dog bird. I don't know, it looks really cute, and I want to hug it, and I want to be its best friend. But... He basically, like, it's the kid, and he yells in his weird, like, they, like, made up a language, because don't, they don't really talk in it. He yells to it, and then it comes running out, and you're like, oh, man, it's a cute dog bird. I love it, and I want to hug it. And, like, it it looks like a combination of Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. So, Ico, you lead a little girl around by, like, holding her hand and using it to solve puzzles. And Shadow of Colossus, you fight giant monsters by grabbing onto them and stabbing them repeatedly. So, the kid is, like, f calling the dog around. We're, we're going to call it Dogbird for right now. He's calling around Dogbird, and he's looking real cute. And they... Basically, like, you call him around, have him jump to, like, get from area to area. Uh, occasionally, there will be weird puzzle solving. Like, he has to move this fan that, for some reason, the Dogbird is scared of. Uh, and he's, like, calling it, and they're, like... Kind of like he would in Ico. It's like, hey, help me do this thing. Uh, it catches him a lot when he's falling, uh, which looks really cool. And uh, at one point, like, you had he grabbed onto the feathers, like, as if you would grab on in Shadow of Colossus to, like, pull him up an area. They, they didn't really show a whole lot. Like, it was kind of like probably like five, six minute gameplay demo. And, and like, it looks it looks good. I, I am satisfied by this. I believe that the game is going to come out. I am hype. It looks really cool. And I, I'm glad that they're making it. Uh, and then they uh, showed a game that has been rumored for years. Uh, they kept saying, like, they're going to show it, and they they never did. These were all, like, leaked rumors and stuff. So Gorilla has been relegated to making Killzone for many years now, and it always sucks to see when a company is forced to make a game again and again because it is, like, semi-popular. Like, people like Killzone. It's like a multiplayer war game and whatever. But it's just a shame because you could see it stagnating. And every year it was like, yeah, Gorilla's gonna show their new game, their new IP. 
and people, and it would never come, uh, probably for the past three years that rumor's been going around. This year, they actually showed it, and it is a real thing. It's called Horizon Zero Dawn. Not exactly a good title, not a, not a huge fan of the title, but it, it seems like a cool a cool game. I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I would like to see where this goes. Um, basically, like, it shows... Like, it opens, and it seems like it's like, oh, these are, like, cavemen, so, like, is this, like, a caveman game? And then it, like, slowly starts to tell the story about how, like, it shows, like, modern-day cities, and it's basically like, yeah, something happened to the people, and, like, they were all wiped out, um... And then it, like, goes back, and it is, like, basically, like, the world has started again, except now there are no animals, and, like, they're all robot animals. So, like, it shows you play as this girl. Uh, this may not be the final gameplay, I, I don't know, but it it seemed like it was a story-based. So you play as this girl, and she goes out on a hunt, and she just has a bow, and you quickly realize, like, oh, shit, these are all robots, and so, like, she she silences this one robot that generally, like, if it sees you, will, like, call really loud. And there's, like, these robot-looking, like, ostrich things. Uh, and she gets attacked by, like, this giant, huge robot T-Rex. And that's where, it, like... It, this game kind of seems like a light version of Monster Hunter. And I know that is upsetting to a lot of people, but it, it does seem that way. Like, she was had her bow and she was like changing out all the different kind of arrows and like shooting it at really specific points and like dodging and she eventually killed it and she didn't like carve it at the end to get its parts or anything but it seems like that could be the potential it it, this is completely different than what the rumors made it seem like they a lot of places were claiming that it was gonna be some kind of action rpg that seems similar to destiny but that is not what this looks like at all, so hopefully they talk more about it, and it is like an RPG, and it has crafting elements and stuff like that. It seems cool. I'm, I'm glad Gorilla is able to make a new a new video game franchise. Uh, they they deserve that, because they've been... They have a good track record, and they have good... I'm, I'm hyped to see it. Uh, then they showed Hitman, uh, which is a Square Enix game now because Square Enix owns IDOS. Uh it's just called Hitman and I wasn't really clear on if it was supposed to be like a a reboot even though it didn't seem like it the way they were talking. It was a CG trailer basically like a bunch of different areas Agent 47 walking around doing all kinds of shit. Uh theoretically it's supposed to be like an uh, it seems like it's a really online centric game like they were really hammering away the like you need to be online and it's an ever-changing experience and like there will be hits that only come like once and then they're gone so like they made it seem like it's a free-to-play game but later on at the square enix event they announced that it's not a free-to-play game it's like a full thing so i guess i i don't really understand what it is at all so we'll just have to wait and see uh then they showed a brief bit of street fighter 5 which is a Capcom game, but Sony is mainly funding. Uh, and it was just a short thing. They were mainly doing it to announce new characters. It was a Cami, who is my homegirl. Uh, I like Cami a lot. She's really fun to play as. Uh, and Birdie, who is a character people have been requesting as a DLC character in Street Fighter 4. He's like a, a dude with a mohawk. He's got chains. I don't, I don't know. Look him up. Birdie. And uh, it still looks hot. I'm very excited. I want Street Fighter V very bad. There will be an exclusive beta in July, uh, so you want to get in on your Street Fighter beta in July, make sure you pre-order the game. I know I already did. I am hyped for the beta. Everything about that game looks really cool. 
Uh, but now is not the time for me to talk about all the new systems because they didn't really show anything at this press conference about that as just other coverage I have seen. And then the game I have been waiting for for a long time for actual gameplay, they showed No Man's Sky, which is like the space exploration game uh, made by Hello Games. Uh, they still didn't put a release date out. It's uh, <laughs> kind of a bummer. But they did show real gameplay. Like, he was in a dogfight with other space-faring people. Uh, he warped to a random planet, which the hook of the game is, like, infinite-generated planets, procedurally generated, so he went to one he'd never been to before and was just like, oh, this is weird. It's crazy. There were some animals, plants, and stuff. He discovered some stuff, uploaded it with his space beacon. It seems cool. It's It's got all kinds of stuff. I'm... I want this game to come out, and it theoretically will in 2016. Next, they showed Media Molecule's new game, the people that made uh, Little Big Planet Dreams, which looks like a fucking acid trip. I, I do not get it. I do not understand what the game actually is. It makes no sense. It's like lucid dreaming. So they, like, build this thing with, like... I don't know, you use the controller as, like, a paintbrush to make clay, and then you, like, make a scene, and then it seems like you can go to other people's scenes or, like, take other people's creations and add it to yours to make, like, a dream scene. And then they showed, like, a CG trailer of all these different things coming together, and it I don't get it. It doesn't seem like a video game. It just seems like a weird art maker. So that. I don't know. They'll have to see more about that, too. It really just, like, really low-level descriptions on a lot of these games, or just, like, rehashes of what is uh already been said. Then they showed the new Destiny expansion, uh, The Taken King. There will be new subclasses, new weapons, new missions. Everyone knows I hate Destiny. Moving on. They showed Firewatch, which is basically like a first-person adventure game uh, where you play as a park ranger walking around the park. It's an adventure game. It looks cool. No more information than what they've already said. Like It just kind of showed some gameplay, which I've seen before as well. Uh, Firewatch seems cool. First-person adventure games are dope. Then, for some reason, they showed Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which... I was like, oh, cool, now they'll show the gameplay, but they fucking didn't. It just showed, oh, yes, there. you also play as a lady, so here's the lady. She also has a cane sword, and it was like in-game footage of her taking people down. No game... It was insane. I've, I don't understand Ubisoft. This Assassin's Creed Syndicate's probably going to be terrible. And then... They showed Worlds of Final Fantasy, which is a Final Fantasy game, which will be for PS4 and Vita. You play as, like, weird little chibi Final Fantasy characters and Final Fantasy monsters. Uh, It seems like it's mainly for kids. I know, I will be purchasing this game because it seems cool. Uh, They didn't really say much about that either. I saw some other coverage on it. Apparently it is, like, a you, like, stack the monsters into towers to do attacks seems like it's an action rpg so that that should be cool and so here here we are i i don't know how this happens the second step in making everyone go ape shit about sony's press conference and trying to break their minds okay so a little bit of context here i can't i can't believe this is a real thing i can't i can't believe it people really like final fantasy 7 i don't know i People really like Final Fantasy VII. I am not as huge a fan as most. I think it was an okay game. 
I recognize that it brought RPGs into 3D for the first time, and it was huge in scope. I played Final Fantasy VII a lot. I played it to completion. It's one of the few Final Fantasy games I've played to completion. It was okay. It is not... It is the most overblown game ever. Everyone blows it out of proportion. People think it's like the second coming of Jesus, and it is the holy grail of video games. It's okay. It's an okay RPG. I will admit that. Final Fantasy VII is alright. I first played it as a PC version, and I specifically remember a friend asking me to come over, and I told him I lied and told him I couldn't because I was so into playing Final Fantasy VII. Looking back on it, seeing the CG uh, movie Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, watching them add all these uh, spin-off games and stories onto it, made me realize how Final Fantasy VII may be not the best plot ever, Okay. Maybe it's not the best game ever made. Maybe it's just okay, and I I think it is okay. I don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. For some reason, people who like Final Fantasy VII are fucking nutso, and they think that it's a feasible process for Square to make an HD full-on remake of this game. And people really want that. People are rabid. People are rabid who want that game. And at Sony's own, they made their own conference called PSX uh, this past December, they brought a Square Enix representative on stage and told them that we're, re- we're re-releasing Final Fantasy VII. People got really excited, bated breath. Like, oh my god, they're doing it, they're making it. And then he said, like, ah, we're making a Final Fantasy VII PC port. We just put it on Steam with achievements, bringing that to PS4. And then the internet exploded into nutso town. It was insane. Fast forward, we're here, 2015. I am watching, I was watching uh, the Square Enix... Uh, press conference or Square Enix the Sony press conference they announced that they're making it they're making Final Fantasy 7 in HD they're doing it and it's mind-blowing to me and it's cool like I I think it's cool that this game is coming out but I I can't comprehend how how this will even work they are my mind can't even comprehend it so they they showed a CG trailer, which looks nutso. Did no gameplay, no nothing, because obviously the game's in super early development. They're trying to get it out in time for the 20th anniversary, which would be 2017. It's a long time from now. It's a long time. Probably won't even be out in 2017, if we're going to be quite honest. But it is coming. It is, it is coming out. And I... It is cool that Square is doing this, but I do not think they realize or understand, can even comprehend the Pandora's box that they have opened. Final Fantasy VII fans are rabid, as I have pointed out. There is no way this game comes out in a reasonable time frame and people don't go insane about it. Like, it has to be the exact same game but with updated HD graphics, and with the kind of budgets that games cost today and the kind of scope Final Fantasy VII had, they're going to have to remove some kind of content or this is going to be the most expensive video game ever made. I don't get it. It just, it seems like a fucking, I, yeah, Pandora's box to me. I'm very excited to see how it turns out. I think it's great for all the rabid fans who were asking for this year in, year out. I think it's crazy that Square finally broke down and gave it to them. What's even crazier is they didn't fucking show Final Fantasy XV at this year's E3, and that game's been in development for a billion years. Yeah, you gotta be shitting me, man. I... Final Fantasy 15 better come out before this fucking game or I'm going to lose my brain. 
but we have to stop talking about that now before I freak out. Uh, next, they showed Arkham Knight, which comes out next week, uh, the day after my birthday, in fact, June 23rd. Uh, and they... It was really fucked up. They showed a CG trailer of them burning the Joker's body. Um, spoilers for uh, the end of Arkham City? Maybe it was Arkham Asylum. Either way, uh, spoilers, Joker dies. Um, and that's crazy. Excuse me, burping. It's crazy. The Joker dies. Uh, and it's basically they announced that they are uh, doing pre pre like everything goes to shit in arkham knight like the city is basically like collapsing in on itself uh they're gonna have missions before that like the lead up where it seems like you might play as a cop i I don't know that's that's cool and then we get to the third in the trifecta of sony trying to go ham on their competition and give the fans what they asked for adam boys got on stage and announced that there will be a Shenmue 3, and that the Kickstarter will be launching in like 10 seconds. And they get on stage, they have the creator of Shenmue on stage, and they they announce the Kickstarter, they launch it. Shit gets funded in 9 hours, and they were asking for $2 million. There will be a Shenmue 3. Much like Final Fantasy VII fans, fans of Shenmue are rabid, but slightly less insane and nostalgia-blinded. Shenmue was originally for Dreamcast. It was a weird game. They pumped a buttload of money into that, Sega did, when it was first coming out. Uh, kind of to the point where it was really bad for the company. Maybe Shenmue didn't do as much as it should have. Uh, so it was a real bummer for Sega. But they still put out Shenmue 2 on the original Xbox, and it ended in kind of a cliffhanger, so the Shenmue saga did not conclude. Theoretically, 3 should end the Shenmue saga, but uh, he seemed the developer seemed to be saying that it was going to be the next in the Shenmue series. I don't know. Shenmue's not a very exciting game. Uh, I still need to play 1 and 2. But from what I have seen, and the little bit that I have like tried to play myself, it's kind of like a life simulator. It's like it's not super exciting. The main character Rio drives a forklift. There are toys you can collect. I, I don't know, but it's crazy. Shenmue Three is going to exist. It was funded. Uh, Sony went ham, and these were like the Last Guardian. Final Fantasy VII HD Remake and Shenmue 3 are like the three games that crazy people ask for and think about every year. And the fact that now all three of the goddamn things are gonna come out? Explosive. Like, Sony fucking knocked it out of the park. And up until Shenmue 3, I think they did a really good job with their conference. And after that, kind of went downhill a little bit. Uh, It was cool when they got John Vignacchi, a Disney employee, uh, to come on stage and talk about a Disney Infinity 3.0, all about that Star Wars. Um, and there's he announced the two play sets that will be coming out for Infinity. That's like, they're basically like mini games within it. Uh, so the, there will be two play sets. The second one is going to come out like way later than the first, but it'll come out uh, earlier on PlayStation 4. Uh and they also announced a crazy PlayStation 4-specific starter kit, which will come uh, exclusively with Boba Fett. You'll get be able to get him first this holiday season on PlayStation, I believe was their exact wording. And that's cool. Uh, get hype for 
that, I guess. I, I'm going to buy it because I'm crazy and I like Star Wars. And so, like, it's just weird. Timed exclusivity is not is not a great thing. And I don't know why... Microsoft always used to bandy it about, like, oh, we've got the Call of Duty map pack thing, and, like, you can get it first on Xbox. I was like, well, big whipty fuck Like, you'll be able to get it on PlayStation eventually. Like, this isn't something you should talk about. And they didn't this year. Uh, they didn't talk about any of these, like, exclusive things. Like, even Arkham Knight's thing is like, oh, yeah, get these missions first on PlayStation. It's like, no one... It's stupid, and it doesn't care. And they're usually the things that come out first are, like, whatever, because they're going to come out eventually, but the things that are exclusive kind of suck. And so, notice that I did not talk about Call of Duty at the Microsoft press conference. That's because it wasn't there. They let their deal with the map packs lapse. And guess who picked it up? Sony. So they showed a Black Ops 3 gameplay trailer for multiplayer that I did not give a shit about because I don't like Call of Duty. And they have the map pack deal. And now what is a bummer about this is Microsoft did a bang-up job at their press conference. Sony did a good job up until this point because it makes it seem like they are just picking up Microsoft's scraps that they didn't want anymore. And that's kind of a sad bummer. And like... It also is a sign that Call of Duty sales are vastly decreasing. Like, it is getting less popular year over year. And, like, they're the, the series is kind of stagnating. Like, they should definitely... I, I don't know. they got to change it up a lot. And, like, these last year's Advanced Warfare and, like, this Black Ops 3 are, like, more future-y. But that's not a different enough change. And it just kind of sucks because, like, oh, yeah, you know, Sony, why you could pick up the fucking deal? is because Microsoft didn't want it anymore. And that's a bummer that they, like, did this and showed it. And it was just, like, I was just like, man, I'm disappointed. Like, this is a disappointing thing to show near the end of your press conference. Like, it seems, like, maybe it seems to them, like, they were like, we got a big get. But it just seems lame. And, like, they're kind of picking up the scraps. And I just, I I don't know. Sony did end strong, though, by showing Uncharted 4, which we all knew they were going to show. My favorite part about this was, like... (laughs) It started, um, and then they get into the part where it ends the cinematic and the game is going to play, and Drake is just standing there. And you're like, well, they're going to go. It's it's going to move. And this is how you know it's a fucking live gameplay demo, is he just kind of sits there for like two minutes, and it doesn't cut back to the main stage or anything, and you think like, oh, like, it, clearly this broke, but they're going to make a joke about it. No way. They just restart the demo with the cinematic, and then the second time they get there, it just works. And it's this whole chase scene where Drake gets in a car with Sully, and they are racing down this, like, mountainside city. Uh, And it was cool, uh, driving in Uncharted 4, I guess. Uh, But it was just, it's cool. I I like seeing when live demos fuck up. Normally, they will, like, apologize or whatever, but I thought it was fucking priceless that they just... Nope, wait like two minutes. Oh, we still can't move. Guess we better restart that shit. And on the restart, I th- there was definitely some kind of bug going on because the sound wasn't totally right. Uh, like the gunshots, only some gunshots were actually like going off. And the Sully's voice, you could barely hear the second time. It was it was awesome. It was, I, I love seeing like kind of live, live scenarios like that. Um, and then 
that is that is the that was the end of Sony. They they did a good job up until the probably like Disney Infinity part, and then it was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And right right around the Disney Infinity part, I didn't talk about it just because I it didn't really matter to me. Is Sony's VR headset, the Morpheus? They kind of just were like, yes, Morpheus, and they didn't give a price, didn't give a release date, didn't give anything, and like it was just like this. Come on, guys, what are you what are you doing, man? Just a week. Uh, they need to. The Project Morpheus is probably cool, just as like Oculus will be. VR is going to be a big thing. I thought this was going to be the year, though. I thought this was going to be the year where the VR made a big presence, but I, I guess I was wrong. And so then, that was all on Monday, other than the Bethesda stuff, which was on Sunday. Tuesday is always, Nintendo's got to be different. They have to. They release games on Friday, they they got to be different all the time. So Nintendo, they don't do a press conference anymore. They do Nintendo Directs throughout the year, which is basically like Nintendo just putting out pre-recorded videos um, that say what's going on. And they do the same thing at E3, where they show a bunch of big stuff. They don't have a press conference. They just stream their uh, Nintendo Direct live. Last year, their gimmick was that they got the people from Robot Chicken to do it, so everybody was uh, clay animation. This year, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it right out. This is a bold, bold claim here. Nintendo's was the best out of all of these in a way that I, I can really get behind. Nintendo, like, sometimes I get upset and I think, like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're so out of touch and the Wii U is not selling well. Nintendo's more in touch than I think at a lot of times, and I, uh, it's great. Um, so they come out, they're Muppets. Like, I, I can't even make this shit up. <laughs> it's Iwata, and he is a Muppet, and he goes down, and he talks to Reggie, who is also a Muppet, and then he goes in and talks to uh, Miyamoto, who is also a Muppet, and they go to the main stage... And they like they chat it up, and it's it's really funny. And they turn into Star Fox characters to announce Star Fox Zero, which had, Miyamoto showed some of that last year. And then they uh, are, are delivering on it this year. It's called Star Fox Zero. The graphics look not super good. Um, they actually look pretty bad. Uh, maybe the game isn't finished. I, I don't know. But it is classic R-Wing gameplay. You go around, it seems. You shoot all your enemies. Um, the main gimmick of the game is that you can transform. So, like, they're using the gyro on the gamepad to, like... Oh, man, my train of thought is exploding because I'm just thinking about the Muppets and how awesome it was. You use the gyro because it's like an airplane uh, to actually control it with motion. So it left a lot of the buttons uh, not doing anything. So they said they use those for transformation. So one of the things they showed was the R-Wing basically transforms into like a two-legged plane thing, mech. And you'll be able to do different transformations to get around different areas. Uh, They showed showed that a little bit they showed another thing where like you can drop a, a little robot bomb and use that to solve puzzles and things like it, lo- it looks like a Star Fox game it just doesn't necessarily look graphically on par with everything else Nintendo has done in terms of their art direction on the Wii U um I 
I still think that this is a downloadable title. They didn't necessarily say whether it was a full retail product or a downloadable title. I guess if it was downloadable, it would explain a little bit about why it looks the way it does and why it seems so gimmicky. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to hold out faith. I like Star Fox. I, I hope it's a good game. And so the next thing they did, uh, which you... If you have not seen it, you should just watch this Nintendo Direct. It's an easy-to-find video, uh, just Nintendo Digital Event E3 2015. Um, So you can see the hot Muppets. But one of the things that they did that Nintendo normally does not do, Nintendo is a very secretive company. They really don't like to get behind the scenes and all this kind of stuff. But one thing that shows how much more in touch they are than I think is they show a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff in this in this hour-long video, which is so cool to me. So I, I've heard this story because Miyamoto has told it uh, to various outlets and things like that, but he was saying it like... He was just telling the story. The Where he got the idea for Star Fox is there was a shrine near his house as a kid, and basically, like, there's all those arches, and that is, like, in Star Fox, there are a whole bunch of arches you fly through, and, like, that's kind of cool. And there was also a show he watched, uh, I think it was Thunderbirds, on TV when he was a kid. And he mashed those two ideas together to create Star Fox, and he said, well, people will like it more if they're anthropomorphic animals, which is why Fox is a fox, Falco is a bird, Slippy's a toad, that kind of thing. And it's it just, like, it, that's a really simple story. But it's so cool to see because, like, he is the master. Like, Miyamoto, when you think about, like, the quintessential video game creator, he made Mario, like, that is him. And listening to him just tell these stories, like, oh, like, I'm an old man now. I can give away some of my, like, trade secrets or, like, tell these stories. Mind-blowing. Like, it's so cool. I would pay a billion... I, I, I would pay a lot of money to see a documentary about Miyamoto and, like, have him tell all these stories. We may never get that, but this is as close as we're going to get Nintendo letting us behind the scenes on that. And I think that's really cool. Uh, Then they had Reggie come out and be like, Yo, Amiibos! Amiibos are doing hype for us! They make us a billion dollars! And uh, they do. Amiibos make them a shitload of money. And one thing that people always seem to think was that, like, Skylanders came on the scene first. Their game works better with, like, the figures, like, you put the figure on the portal, they, you can play as them in Skylanders, it's just a lot, like, it works better than Amiibos, like, they seem to have more functionality, but apparently Nintendo was like, no, no animosity there, we're working with Vicarious Visions, and now Donkey Kong and Bowser are in the new game, and you're like, what do you mean they're in the new game? That's crazy! Uh, so you can play as Bowser and Donkey Kong with their vehicles in the new game. I think it's Skylanders Turbo Charge? Yeah, Skylanders Turbo Charge. And so you can play as them in the new game. That's cool. And they're also, they double as Amiibos. So, like, you can use them as a Skylander on the portal, but the base you can turn and turn it into Amiibo. So it is a Donkey Kong or a Bowser Amiibo at that point, and you could use them in Smash or use them to unlock things in other various Wii U games, which is kind of cool. I will not be purchasing the Skylanders, but it it is cool to know that Donkey Kong and Bowser will be playable exclusively on the Wii U. And then, uh, next up, they had The Legend of Zelda Triforce of Heroes, which looks like Legend of Zelda The Four Swords. Uh, This one is a 3DS game, and it has three-player co-op. Now, apparently, they tried four, and four made it too tall. So the whole thing of the game is it's got a totem mechanic. So like you pick up a player and then that player picks up a player 
and it's like a a, a totem pole and you uh like solve puzzles with that looks interesting um and the other main thing of the game is like you collect a lot of clothing and it changes the way you play so like one of the things is they show link in like a wizard outfit and another one is he's in zelda's dress and he looks dressed up and that's cool uh it doesn't have to be co-op if you don't want i guess i guess you can do it single player and then you have these like two dolls it doesn't look like the kind of game that I'm really into, but I, I know a lot of people... I liked Four Swords, uh, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will get behind this new Zelda game, whatever. Uh, and then maybe one of the lamest things in the whole thing that they announced after that was they're bringing Hyrule Warriors to the 3DS. And this... I didn't think about it during the time, but afterwards I got a little upset about this. I purchased Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U. I bought a Wii U... One of the few, apparently, who bought a Wii U. Uh, and I liked Dynasty Warriors, and I liked Hyrule Warriors. I played it a lot. Um, and then they put out a whole bunch of DLC, and I didn't buy any of that, but I think it's cool that it was released. So this 3DS version will theoretically cost $30. It comes with all that DLC in it, which is crazy talk. And then it also has extra characters from the Wind Waker exclusive to this game. And now, as someone who purchased that game on the Wii U, I think this is complete bullshit. Because even if I bought all the DLC for that game, I would not be able to have all the characters. There would still be Tetra and the King of Red Lions from the Wind Waker that I could not play as. And so if they... But then, best case scenario, they're like, oh, well, we'll put this version out on the Wii U also. That doesn't fucking help me either because I already purchased the game for $60, so I would have to purchase it again. I don't know. I I realize that happens all the time, Game of the Year editions and all that, but I... Come on, man. Shit's weak. There was also rumor that they were going to show a Metroid game this year, and this is one of the things where, like, you know, I was saying earlier, like, yeah, Nintendo's probably more in touch than you think, but maybe not in some ways. People like Metroid. People want to play an, a normal Metroid-ass Metroid game, and they put out this game, Metroid Federation Force, which is a four-player co-op game where you use hand blasters, but you do not play as Samus, and it is not like a Metroid-style Metroid game. It's a weird co-op game. I don't know. And it seems like weird chibi stuff. It just seems like the kind of thing that someone who's like, I'm a big fan of Metroid, is not going to want to play. I don't I don't know who their target audience for this is. So I guess we'll, we'll have to see when it comes out. Next, they showed Fire Emblem, uh, which in Japan was announced as Fire Emblem If. Uh, they changed the name to Fire Emblem Fates here for its U.S. release. They showed a CG trailer and said that it's coming out in 2016. Uh, obviously, it was coming out here. We didn't know what the name was, but it's cool. They showed that CG trailer. Then they went on to show Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem, which they have showed before, and it looked really cool. But this time, it took me like probably 10 seconds to come to the full realization that, holy shit, this is that game. There are like these idols singing J-pop, and then it like shows just all this like a bunch of madness is what it looks like. Apparently you play as these kids and they like go into a parallel world and that's where they like get their personas theoretically. I don't, I don't really know. And it looks like there's also like social elements. I, I'm going to have to watch a trailer again. Shit looks nuts. That game will come out in America probably in like 2016, late 2016, 2017. I, I just need to know more about what that game is. They haven't showed a whole lot of gameplay. I mean, I presumably it's like turn-based like all Shin Megami Tensei games are but it just shit's weird man 
Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X was the next game they showed, uh, Monolith's game, uh, the follow-up to Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, not necessarily same universe, same characters, but same same developer. Uh, it came out in, in, I think it was April 25th in Japan. People seem to really, really, really like it there. And it's had been announced that it's coming out here, so they showed off some gameplay and cutscenes. It still looks incredible. Uh, you can probably watch a full playthrough on Twitch if you wanted to, because people stream it all the time. Uh, they announced that it is coming out here in this country, the U.S., on December 4th, which is really cool. Uh, that's actually a way smaller turnaround time for translation of an insane amount of text than I would have expected. So, very excited that I'll be able to play Xenoblade in December. Uh, then they went on to show the Animal Crossing game. I don't know if they announced it last year at E3, if it was a Nintendo Direct uh, sometime randomly during the year. It's a new 3DS game called Animal Crossing Happy Home, uh, where basically the whole purpose is you are decorating homes for the animals, uh, and you, like, scan in, they're making amiibo cards with, like, pieces of furniture, so you'll be able to buy, like, packs of cards with, like, ooh, I got this hot chair in this in this card pack. Uh, so you'll be able to do that. Uh, you basically make them their house, and then they get psyched about it. Uh, they were showing off, you can also, like, make their yard now. Like, you customize their yard, and you build fences. I, I'm not really sure if there's anything outside of that. Like, I don't know if you can, like, then walk around the town with all the houses you've made, or if you just, like are building it and then you're like all right on to the next one i I probably won't get that into this because the home decoration part is probably my least favorite part of animal crossing but i i people get very into that so i'm sure this will be very lucrative for nintendo um prior to e3 it was leaked that uh there would be animal crossing amiibos coming out of like a kk slider uh mabel sable and uh, everyone's favorite tom nook and uh, no one really knew what they would be for or why they'd be being released, but they, they let us in on that. They're making a new Wii U game called Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, and it is a party game a la Mario Party. Looks very much like Mario Party, except it seems like Mario Party, but happy and fun. Because we all know in Mario Party, you're at the end, and you're like, wow, I'm going to win, and then the fates turn because the game is a waking hell nightmare, and you lose all your stars, and you want to kill all your friends. This does not seem like that. Uh, It seems really cool and fun and happy. So basically, you spin the dice spin the dice roll the dice and go along the board you land on a thing a little event happens and then they're like oh well you played video games with your pal tortimer and then you get this amount of happiness and there are mini games and stuff and you get bells and stuff but but it all seems happy like you got you're doing it together with your friends and I, I'm very into that idea. I think this will be a cool game. It actually, if you have followed Party Game Sundays, it actually seems a lot like uh, Tomogachi Party On, where you like go through the events and there's not a whole lot of like playing the game, but there's a whole lot of like cool, unique events that you go through. Um, it seems like that. The real bummer will be if you actually have to have the amiibos to play. So, like, if I need to buy four fucking Animal Crossing amiibos to play this game, I will be very disappointed. But other than that, fingers crossed, looks pretty cool. And then Nintendo gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling again by showing Yoshi's Woolly World. It is coming out this fall, and and I, if you haven't seen it, look up the Yarn Yoshi amiibo. I'm going to be getting all three colors because... Goddamn, that is a cute plushie. I want it so bad. I even have a 
there's a note here I want it so bad and the game looks ridiculously pretty like it's made of yarn shit's made of yarn looks like yarn uh and this another behind the scenes thing they had this nintendo employee i believe she was the brand manager for that game uh she can't she said she couldn't work on the game she doesn't do programming or anything and she really wanted to like help the team in some way so she went home and made yoshis out of yarn and gave them to the development team and it's like that's so cool and then apparently higher up saw and were like that's dope what if we made a yarn yoshi amiibo and it was like please do and then she was like prototyping the things and now there's a yarn yoshi amiibo and you look at it there's there's probably a screenshot of it <laughs> with where she was talking she's talking to the camera and in front of her there's a table with all the yarn yoshi amiibos so jealous i wish i was near that many yarn yoshi amiibos man so cool i can't wait a uh, the game looks great they talked a little bit more about it and how it actually will be challenging uh and it's one of those things that nintendo does with a lot of their games it'll be challenging depending on how much you want to collect uh so it yeah it's cool there's a lot of, to collect it seems like it's going to be pretty good for speedrunners, just as the original yoshi's island was very excited to to see how that game pans out i it will be good i can almost guarantee it then nintendo showed yokai watch which everybody knows since i stream anazuma 11 like once a week i really like anazuma 11 level 5 that's my shit uh their new game in japan is yokai watch japanese kids going batshit crazy for it everybody loves japanese ghosts they uh announced it was coming to the u.s now they uh they showed an english trailer seems pretty cool uh it will be coming out in 2016 not a whole lot to say there it's a turn-based game about ghosts. And then, surprise, they uh, put out a Mario, they're putting out a Mario RPG. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga have been their most recent series of DS and uh, 3DS RPGs. Uh, it is now crossing over with Paper Mario. It'll be called Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, uh, where you play as Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario. Uh, so it's like you got three party members and unlike Mario Party, Mario Party, uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star, it seems like it actually has a plot. So that's cool because that's usually the best part of these games. Um, it mixes the enemy types. So there's some paper, some regular, uh, and you, I don't know, can do really cool team attacks. The The trailer for it's very interesting. I would, I would give it a watch. It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, but that that is that is a game that will be coming out in 2016 that i am excited and then a very a surprise uh that i hadn't seen leaked anywhere or anything is they're putting out a fucking mario tennis on the wii u it's called mario tennis ultra smash they didn't really say much uh other than it will be coming in 2016 i believe uh it it looks hot uh super super good graphics like most wii u games uh, have been uh one of the things that looks like players can get really big uh, to hit the ball, I don't, I don't know how that changes anything, but I, I'm down for Mario Tennis on Wii U. I will get that also. And then they close the show with what everyone wanted to see the whole time: Super Mario Maker. Uh, everybody had been wondering, like, how serious can you get? Can you really make these levels? And this is the part that I, I got kind of emotional during. Uh, it made me really happy to see this stuff. Mario is my first video game i ever played like the first video game i ever played is super mario uh in the super mario all-stars pack on super nintendo so it brings back a lot of fond memories like playing with my parents and all that kind of stuff and miyamoto fucking busts out this graph paper and he's talking about like this is the original concept art i made for super mario and like he's showing it off and like how 
they made every level on graph paper and they would make edits by putting clear paper over it and like drawing on that so they wouldn't actually have to taint the original thing and like it is it is an amazing thing to watch it is so cool and he talked about how the first stage of mario is basically like a tutorial uh, where they show you that, like, oh, yeah, the Goomba looks like a mushroom, and there is a mushroom, but the Goomba's not good, so you gotta learn that. And then there are two gaps in the first stage of Mario. One, you have to jump over, and there's, like, there's ground in the middle. Uh, the second one, though, is basically, the first one is to teach you you gotta jump over that, because the second one doesn't have a ground, and it's got a hole, and you'll die if you fall in it. It's basically like a mini-tutorial. And just listening to stuff like that is so dope. Miyamoto's so cool. Uh, man, what a... Uh, and anyways, then they showed Mario Maker, and it looks so cool. It's got different tile sets. If what they showed, it seems like uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, Super Mario World, and New Super Mario Brothers U. They'll probably add more as DLC and shit. But it seems like each one has its own specific physics, and you can do whatever you want, man. You want to hit a block and have a fucking blooper come out? You could do that. You're underwater. You want to put some Goombas in there? Just have Goombas, like, kind of floating like weird dead fish in the water? You can do that. And it seems like it's, it seems like it's not going to be a downloadable title anymore. This seems like it's shaping up to be a full retail release. And, like, if you... Man, you want to see what this game is all about? Go watch the Nintendo World Championship Finals and see how crazy it can get. This game is very exciting, and I'm very excited that it's coming out. Uh, and they're basically doing it for Mario's 30th anniversary, which I think is next year. Uh, and so they put up a new website called, like, I, I can't even remember, but they, they have a website up where people can send in videos of them talking about Mario or, like, wearing Mario cosplays, singing Mario songs, to, like, be, hey, Mario's 30th anniversary, show some love. And that, that stuff's really cool, and that's how they closed their, their direct. And, like, after it was over, I was just thinking, like, man, sometimes I really shit all over Nintendo, but they are a great company. They're really family-friendly. They they try really hard to give a shit for their fans, and I think that's really cool. Whereas, like, sometimes you see other companies, and it seems like it's all about the money. Like, Nintendo seems like they're genuinely trying to give a shit. Like, Miyamoto and Iwata, like, they legitimately care about the games that they put out, and that shit's really cool. And last, and definitely least, is the Square Enix press conference that happened almost directly after. It was awful. Square Enix has never had a press conference before, and it seemed like one of those things where it's like watching a goddamn, like, elementary school play. It just, like, no one was prepared, everything was super lame, everyone talked for way too long. It was, it was really, some of it was actually kind of funny, it was so bad. It was just like, man, we make video games, we want to get in there with the big kids, we're like Sony and EA and Ubisoft, we can get, we can do it. And they really couldn't. So like, they open up with Just Cause 3, right? And like, Just Cause 3 seems wicked cool. You have infinite, it's an open world game, Uh, they've been crazy before, the main thing is, main character Rico has a... uh, grappling hook, and he can grapple all kinds of shit. Uh, and in this one, they wanted to make it even more fun. He has infinite C4 and grenades, so he can just go crazy. You can, like, tether at multiple points. There will be multiplayer, which Just Cause 2, they actually supported the multiplayer mod of that to, like, try to get development for Just Cause 3. It just seems cool. 
Um, and then they went on to show uh, a working title, a game that they had no gameplay for and was just CG and is in such early stages, it's crazy. Uh, Platinum is working together with them to make a new Nier game, which I never would have thought I would see a sequel to Nier. I really like that game. I know it's a big cult classic. So I'm hoping Platinum can actually make the battling good because it wasn't really in the first game. It was more about the crazy story uh, than anything. So that was cool. Uh, One thing I forgot to mention at Microsoft's press conference was they showed Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, I believe it is titled. Uh, And... They showed a a trailer there and some gameplay at the Microsoft's thing. The only thing Square showed was the trailer that they showed at the end of the gameplay segment. Microsoft had more than the company that is fucking putting out Tomb Raider, and they showed the same trailer. And I guess they're also making a mobile game too, so whatever. And then they put out, they showed uh, World of Final Fantasy, which Sony showed, same thing, showed Final Fantasy VII, same thing, and somehow the PC port for PS4 is not going to come out until uh, next year, but they announced an iOS version, which will be coming out in December, makes no sense because they announced that PS4 uh, re-release of the PC version, like, I I don't even know last year and I, I don't understand how it how it can possibly be happening they showed hitman where they showed some gameplay still didn't really explain that it seemed the same uh they did say they're putting out kingdom hearts unchained which is a mobile kingdom hearts game it looks okay they're putting it out in this country they showed kingdom hearts 3 which probably even though i get super down on kingdom hearts 3 and how convoluted the kingdom hearts series has become looks pretty cool it was a cg trailer uh, it's framed in that Master Urquis and uh, Xehanort, when they are younger, are talking about light and dark over a game of chess, which is actually cool. And then they get in and show some gameplay. Uh, graphically, looks bananas. Looks very good. Um, they show the battling. Looks really cool. Uh, all of it is taking place in a Tangled-themed world. Uh, and they, they show all kinds of weird shit, like, Sora can, like, sh- rapidly shoot beams out of the Keyblade and stuff, uh, they showed more of the theme park ride things, like, Sora rides teacups to kill some enemies, I, I don't know. And basically, I feel like this game's never gonna come out, because they didn't even give a year or anything, they just showed, hey, we got gameplay, whatever. Uh, they also showed some gameplay of Star Ocean 5. You can have, like, seven people in your battle at once. Uh, still no story or anything. They did mention that they're going to aim for 60 frames a second, which I guess is kind of cool. I don't I don't really know why that is something you would mention there. And then the last, like, real game they showed was Deus Ex, uh, the new one, Mankind Divided. They showed some CG and some in-game footage of him, like, taking, uh, taking people down and all kinds of stuff. They... T- talked a little bit about the story about how like augmented people like uh the main character adam jensen are now being discriminated against and are forced to live in ghettos but not jensen because he works for interpol who were apparently run by the illuminati they literally said the illuminati in this trailer i I don't know what that means but the illuminati are in the game you're working against them it seems like a deus ex game and to close it off, they to show that they really don't understand how to put on a press conference, they announced that they are they opened up a new studio called Tokyo RPG Factory, and they will be producing an RPG 
it's called Project Setsuna, and they showed like three things of concept art. Why wouldn't you wait until you have a name of a game or any kind of footage to show before you do this? Makes no sense to me. And then they called everyone else back out on stage to like bask in the glory like you would like at the end of a fucking elementary school or high school play. And he just like, oh, man, someone's got to put that on for them next year. They got to hire someone who knows how to put on a press conference because it was rough. It was rough to watch. Everyone was talking way too long. Most of it was pretty boring. The fact that they showed stuff that had already been shown at other press conferences made it even worse than it would have been normally. Um, And that's really all I got. This has been like two hours of you listening to me talk about the E3 press conferences and how I felt. Uh, Lots of games coming out in the next couple of years. Some of the stuff made me very angry. Some of it made me happy. I... E3 is a fun time for video gamers. It makes you, you can see what's going on, look into the industry, it's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me ramble on again. I'm going to be doing it more often, like I said. So, I will see you guys next time. Peace out.